Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday, January 25th. January's almost over. Where did it go? Where are the Galaxy signings? Finally announcing Miki Yamane to the club today. He's here. Ricky Puj is here getting ready to start training with the LA Galaxy. We'll give you updates from press conference today. Greg Vanny had updates on injuries. Wilkins talks about team building. It's a lot of stuff to get to, a lot of fun there. Some rumors that we have to touch on. Some other interesting news in terms of what the LA Galaxy is sort of focusing on at the lower levels and how that could affect the first team as well. So a lot to get to, a lot of fun things to talk about tonight. I'm glad to have them back. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the hammer himself, Eric Vieira. How's it going, bud? It's going all right. You know, I'm glad to be back, continuing the streak. Uh, you know, just, you know, I, I we, we have this conversation every week in the preseason. Are we going to have enough to fill the show? Do we need to come up with some fun games to kind of make things work out? Or, you know, are things magically going to present themselves? And I think as the day went on, News kept rolling in, rumors kept rolling in, quotes kept dropping, there was press conference stuff. So I think we're going to have uh, plenty to talk about for this Galaxy preseason evening. So everything is very good on this end. How's everything on your end, on that I, side of uh, the country? I was going to say, stop pretending like we wouldn't, like even if we had one thing to talk about, we wouldn't <laughs> talk for like an hour. Um, I, I Actually, there was a nice criticism on Reddit for us. They're like, I don't know why these guys need to talk for an hour when they could just like, you know, say everything they needed to say in five minutes. It's like, yeah, that's not this format. That's not how this works. People tune in. You tune in for the light banter of the hosts. You, tu- <laughs> <laughs> you tune in that's- as we drag out the most important piece of news to the ends that you listen yeah. to the whole show, right? I mean, this is this is this format. This is talk radio, except it's podcast and there's no commercials and you're welcome for that. You know. Exactly. Where's the fun in that? You, know, you you can read an article if you just want the the news bits. You're here because you know I'm gonna toot our own horn because you like us. We got we get to hang out for an hour. I don't know. Hey, we're just pals. We're just we're just we're just friends hanging out. That's all this is. You know, if you're if you if we're in your ears right now, we're just friends hanging out. So you know that that's what we're here to do. We're here to have a good time. My which, fa- yeah, I was go gonna, for it. I was gonna say my favorite new thing is is the uh, is the we're just guys talking. We're just we're just two guys <laughs> talking here. That's it. There's just two guys talking. We're just letting see, everybody else in. Yeah you know, to this. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I say that about, uh, about my, my, my dog all the time. I say, he's just a little guy. 
He's just a little guy. Just like a little he, guy. he's not a per, you know we don't have to worry about no dogs allowed. No, you don't have to count that. He's just a little guy. Yeah. But, but before we get started, speaking of having a good time and speaking of light banter, but I will I will steer this in the galaxy direction. I got to give a shout out to my dad, Mr. John Vieira. Happy birthday to pops. Mr. Hammer, Daddy Hammer. I don't know if, if we're going to go with Daddy. that one. But again, <laughs> you know, uh, he, he's the reason for my love of the sport, my love of the game. I got a little Portugal homage jacket that I'm wearing. I wouldn't be here on this podcast if not for him taking me right. to the first ever Galaxy game at the Rose Bowl back in 1996. I think if you're playing the COG drinking game, when I mentioned that, that I win at the original game, that's when you drink. So again, he, he's part of my, my love of the sport, my love of the Galaxy. So I want to give my dad a big shout out. Love you, Dad. Shout Happy out, birthday. Shout He's out. always watching. Shout out, Daddy Hammer. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah, think that's. I, think, I don't yeah, think we're gonna. Work. We're gonna. We're gonna ditch that okay, one real that's quick. That's okay. But, no. Yeah. But no. he's he's my biggest fan. If that's why we're here. Happy Happy birthday, Hammer Senior. There. There you go. Hammer, Hammer Senior yeah. works. Okay. Good. Um. No. No. That's glad. I'm glad that, that he's there. No. It, it's just. Um. This time of year is is interesting, and even the, the discussions that I have with people. Like they get interesting too, just because there is clearly, and, and we were talking about this on the Discord. There's clearly some self-imposed pressure the Galaxy have sort of put on themselves, right? There's, we want these guys in. We want them in as soon mm-hmm. as possible. Soon as possible would be now, but they're not here. And you know, it's still the beginning of everything, right? It's still you're still not progressed past anything. So there's yeah. time, but at the same time. I don't know that you're sitting there going, oh, well, everything went 100% to plan, but there's no yes. such thing as going 100% to plan either. Like, that, it can't happen. That doesn't work. Nothing just falls in your lap that easy. And if you're trying to do hard things, there's going to be a failure rate in there, right? You could go and take the low-lying fruit all day long and close those deals. Yeah. If you're trying to close... And overpay, the, yeah. Right, yeah, and overpay, right? But if you're trying mm-hmm. to close the bigger deals, the better values, the more money, higher, you know... Millions and millions of dollars are changing hands. We think the Galaxy have a budget of between 20 and 25 million for this transfer window. That is a huge amount of money. And that means that there's high stakes at every corner and every cost. And they're trying to stretch that dollar as much. You know, it's like, oh, well, you could pay $10 million for this guy, but then you can't afford other things if you do that. So really trying to nail the numbers, I think, is also sort of the, the important part of this. Yeah, that's one of the funniest parts of the conversation is, you know, it's all about budgeting, but yet the budget is $25 million. So again, it is a, quite a chunk of change. But w- when we're dealing with, you know, the scope of the things that they want to, you know, the things that they want to do and the players that they want to bring into the roster, there is, you know, $25 million in the scale of global football. Right. Is not, it's not a huge amount of money when you think of the amount of money that gets thrown around maybe countries like Saudi Arabia and some of those European top leagues. You know, that that's really is you have to be smart with that amount of money if you want to get uh, some solid solid players. Going to the Galaxy kind of self-imposing, uh, you know, <laughs> this timeline on themselves, on the wanting to get the players in. I, I'm wondering to myself, is this pucker time? You know, are we beginning to get a little bit antsy? I thought the people who were getting antsy around Christmas as to why we hadn't signed anybody, yeah. I thought, okay, that was a bit premature. But it feels like we blinked and it's the end of January. There's a scrimmage this weekend. There's a preseason game at the Dignity Health Sports Park next weekend. So now I think if you're starting to get a little bit more concerned, I, I can start to feel where you're coming from now. So uh, I don't know if it's pucker time yet. You know, if you're familiar with that phrase, it's, if, you know, parts of your body begin to tighten because you're nervous about what's going to happen. It's your chest, we, right? That's what <laughs> yeah, so okay. it could be your chest, could be that's a, you know, that's some other viral parts of your body, wherever we want to go with it. But it, it just, I could understand where 
fans maybe are starting to feel a little bit uneasy. Um, you know, you see the phrase striking out on players. I, I look at it a little bit differently. I, I'll ask, you know, I'll pose this question to you, pose this to the chat. Do we want to be in a situation? I always go back to that Douglas Costa style situation where you're, you know, feeder to the the flames and you say, well, we got to buy somebody. Let's let's make it quick and make it happen. Is that the situation you'd rather be in, or would you rather the Galaxy go through? a Rolodex of names over and over and say, nope, they, they won't come. Another one, would you rather them take their time and spend that money wisely? I, I think most people would say that you'd want them to spend the money wisely, but it also goes back to moves like that that they made for Douglas Costa could be impacting moves that they're trying to make now because they'll go to a team and maybe a player's value you know, they feel is around eight to 10 million. The galaxy offer maybe 11 or right. 12 million to sweeten the pot. And they say, wait, wait these guys overpaid last time so you can't don't take that even if that's higher value than we wanted but say no and ask for even more and you know hoping that the galaxy fold and eventually do that so if you continue that process then that's how the word is going to get out but if conversely you walk away and you've mentioned we mentioned this last week we mentioned this on previous episodes you walk away with that leverage say okay if you don't want to take that deal we're going to move on we're going to go somewhere else and then your famous line and you're sitting there with zero dollars you're, you're sitting with zero percent of zero dollars and so now you have nothing so now the next time the galaxy come knocking you maybe change your tune a little bit because the reputation then begins to change so the galaxy I'm a big believer and I say this all the time. I said that about the Tyler Boyd situation when he left. Two things can be true. The Galaxy can be suffering some of the repercussions of past deals and past executives the way they did business. They can be suffering from that, but that doesn't mean the good deals aren't going to be coming through and the good changes can't be happening. You know, that we can still feel optimism about the players that are coming through because the the names that are being linked to the Galaxy are positive names and, and impact players that I think the Galaxy would be happy to get in their roster, even if it's not on that self-imposed timeline that they set on themselves. Yeah, it, it is. And, and let's be very honest as well. The Galaxy need a better start than they have had in, in recent, yeah. especially last year, right? And we know it's a tough schedule and, you know, everybody's going to be paying attention to that first game. I, I both want to not dismiss the first game as a foregone conclusion of anything. If you've watched uh, Miami sort of limp through some of their preseason yeah. <laughs> stuff so far, could be it's a sign. Great. Yeah, it could be a sign of things to come. Of course, it's also mm-hmm. like some extremely talented, like best in the world type players who We'll be like, oh, it's time to play now. Oh, okay, now we'll play. Yeah, um, we're not just stretching the legs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so all those things. But I also want to say that regardless of how big a game it is, and it is a very big game, and it's a big game because of the fact that you're putting the Galaxy name out there against, you know, uh, you know, Messi and with Apple TV and the worldwide audience that you're going to suggest. So it, it's it's a big deal. It's also mm-hmm. just one game, and that's not me trying to talk it down, right? But it's like everybody thinks that like everything has to be ready for that game. And and listen, I'm not, and I'm not trying to walk this back either. I get it. The start of the season, you should be ready, right? You should have your things in there. We could talk about the roster that the Galaxy have right now. I mean, I I think I think there is some sleeping being done just on the core the Galaxy already have in, right? And you're sort of that's like, fair too. Who's here and and what were they capable of doing when they were healthy? And it's really about getting healthy. I'm more concerned right now with getting healthy than I am almost anything else. I think one DP winger and Peck is done. In fact, we're like 99.9% sure it's done, right? (laughs) So like we've been, we've been sitting and waiting for that. So that's done. It's just gonna be a matter of when he shows up and when he can come in. And then, you know, if he's, if he's been playing, which he has been, if he's been playing, then it's not a fitness issue. It's just, you can throw him out there on that first day. It doesn't matter. Like that type of thing. Yeah, it should be ready to go. But these are the things that you're sort of looking at now. 
I do get to so, say, yeah, go ahead. I, I want to back up on your point that, you know, the, the core that's there, while there has been a lot of movement and a lot of changes, I don't think it's been a complete overhaul. So if Ricky Pooge is starting to get back into health, Gaston Brugman's getting back into health, Caceres is getting back into health. And again, we're, we still have about a month timeline, which given where they are and where they are with training, it seems like it's, it's a possibility. And I'm sure we'll dig into it a little bit later. That team even with the struggles that they had last season, see, they hung around in all of those games. Right. So I think that's something that you need to give the Galaxy credit for is they really, there were moments where it got ugly, but for the most part, they hung out, hung around in a lot of those games. So if they can just maintain some of the, uh, you know, what they were able to do last year and then just add those sprinkled pieces that are going to be the impact, I think that can leave you something to feel good about. To the the opening game with Messi, again, this I'm going to go back and be a broken record on my phrase. Two things can be true. That opening game is just one game. Yep. It's out of three points. If you lose it, if you lose it 10-0, that's not going to impact a run that you can make possibly going deep in the playoffs. But <laughs> – First game, all eyes on it. Messi's first full season, yep. you know, in Los Angeles. David Beckham's old team, yep. you know, he's he's coming to it. And if you have a demoralizing loss, that can create a huge overhang and a shadow that can really impact your season. Even though it's one game, there could be a lot riding on it potentially because of just what it can do to the psyche of the, of the players. And we know, you know, how fragile that can be at times. So I think it could mean a lot, but it's, but it is just one game, but there is going to be a lot of pressure and and the building just, you see the buzz right now because today is exactly one month right. uh, from when that game is going to happen. People are excited. People want to get into the stadium. They want to see this, you know, new look LA galaxy. That's going to be more dynamic. There's the, the cloud of the changes in the front office. So there's just going to be that excitement, which on a season opener on its own would be incredible which we've seen in years past and then you add in the fact that it's you know david beckham's old team and Lionel messi coming and suarez and busquets and the whole yeah. gang oh it's massive. that just it, it just huge. blows it up turn, it turns it up to 11 yeah. and so it, it does turn it make it a different level so that that's the crazy thing about where they're going but i'm i'm, I'm hopeful that it i don't think it's going to be a demoralizing kind of knock on wood is it too early to make that prediction yeah too early yeah to be it wrong? is it is i, I don't right, even know we know who are starting line. listen I, I think there's gonna be you know, the, the one thing you could sort of say is even if they're even if you don't bring in any dp wingers which we know they're going to right even if you don't do that if you had to start right now you'd have fagundas on one side and johnny perez on another side it it's not it's not like there wouldn't be bodies there to be filled yeah. right and yes there's a drop for but johnny perez played some interesting minutes last year and you're like this could be his time let's see how he develops let's see it's, him go right again he's he's our efren alvarez breakout player breakout of the year this player, is then. the year the curse. <laughs> player so you know maybe this is this is the the season that that he can you know show himself that's almost more exciting it's like what if johnny perez is the you have lino messi luis suarez you know Dejan jovalich all all these players and then ricky Puj and johnny perez is the one who puts himself on the map and makes that you know the the johnny perez game kind of like um and it's again, it's escaping me. The um, Ben Kramanski, I think, with Miami. You know, no one knew about him, and then all of a sudden, Messi starts, you know, putting in some assists, and all of a sudden, you know, there, there's he's the the man of the moment. Maybe it could be a situation like that. That'd be fantastic. So that's almost even more exciting. Yeah, it, there's 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 all these things. I just don't think the cupboards as bare as people make it think. They're like, oh, there's no backups to these places. In fact, in most places, there's already backups set up. Um, you know, if you want to look at wingers, you have Fagundes and Johnny Perez. Now, is there a drop off? Yeah, there is. Fagundes though, there's actually some very high expectations on his 
a season this year. Uh, and I don't think he's going to get the starts, um, but he is going to come off the bench or he could start and have somebody else, a DP come off the bench. There's going to be a rotation in that, in those wings in that midfield. And I think that Fagundes is going to play a huge part in this year and what he does. So, I mean, you have something there. There's Barry that's sort of lined up with, with uh, Jovalich up top. And you're like, well, there's no, listen, I think that w- the, the DPs that are coming in, I think one of them is probably a backup at striker as well. And you're like, well, then what would happen if you need to play? Well, if you play them at striker, then you would have Fagundes in as a, as a winger, right? Like you have to play the waterfall game, which is that there are backups for this. You know, uh, Yamani just came in. We know that, uh, you know, Cuevas is sort of that backup on the right side. You know, is that a big drop off? Yeah. But you also spend a lot of money on a right back in Yamani that you're not expecting him to not play if he yeah. gets injured if that's how, yes then you have to worry about that stuff but there is a backup there you have john nelson on the left side that's going to be backing up Aude. Aude is expected to take a big step forward this year you have to you have to sort of look at that right in the center you have <clears throat> this is all my favorite stuff you have yoshida you have uh neil you have caceres you have mavinga and you have zavaleta that's for there two spots I was right. going to say you closed the show with Zavaleta. Everyone, everyone was on the, uh, waiting for you to to drop it so the chat could just start blowing up with you know all that Z- Zavaleta love. Yeah, and so um, so this is like you know those types of things. So you have backups there. You have more than capable backups at goalkeeper, mm-hmm. right? With everything there, yeah. so it's <laughs> you almost have too many. Right? You, you, well, I mean, too many in, options in pricing. You probably have too many <laughs> options, but you do need three. I think is is the correct yeah. answer for that, right? So two per game day. That which that's a whole another wrinkle though. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Who's going to get the game day nod as the backup? Yeah, we don't even know who the starter know. is. And then we don't know who the yeah, don't know. game day backup is going to be. It's going to be fascinating. The game day backup might be a bigger thing than the starter. It's like, yeah. okay, so that guy's going to get start. Okay, cool. Which one of those guys, McCarthy or... See, I'm assuming that McCarthy's Mitrovic, not starting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm Well, I don't know. I mean, is Bond yeah. starting? Is it going to be Bond and Mitrovic? Is it going to be Bond and McCarthy that are, are the ones who are battling for the bench? Is it going to be McCarthy and Mitrovic who are battling for the bench? Oh man, this is just, this is when it starts to get <laughs> good, riveting. right? This yeah, is, this, this is, is when exciting. we get all that. Um, you know, and then whenever we look in the middle with Gaston and Rick, so Gaston is technically Ricky's backup, right? So if Ricky went out, Gaston would go in. They don't okay. play like for like, it's not perfect, right? But then what you would probably end up having is that you'd have Delgado fit into the, to the, uh, Brugman spot. So Brugman and Delgado would sort of be your spots there. And then Surreal would come in as the defensive mid, right? I think- and, yeah, I liked what we saw from Surya. The, the potential is there. He's someone who could make a leap. I know maybe last year it wasn't all the way there. And when with Brugman out, it, what, that was not a one-for-one swap. Right. But the, Brugman, the talent that he has to me, is, he was one of the best players all season long. Yes. Um, but but I think there is a jump to be made for Surya. So I think that th- I think that's great cover in terms of either filling in the Del Delgado role or the Brugman role. I think Surya has you covered there. I, it's an interesting, but there's a rota- there's rotational coverage in a lot of places, right? That's sort of the idea. And with two more wingers being brought in, the depth and what you can do sort of in the middle. I mean, Fagundes can technically play in the middle as well, um, so you could probably drop him in. They're talking about uh, Miki Yamane, maybe not. He said he uh, actually in the press conference they talked about him playing defensive midfielder a little bit, and they're like, that's not. Greg said that's not a place we expect him to be, but you could invert him to help a defensive midfielder and sort of bring him on the inside a little bit more. So there's a lot of versatility, and I think that that's sort of the way it's about changing this do i think that they're done no because there's yeah. 23 players on the roster and you know seven more spots to go and there's going to be probably three <laughs> more wingers signed is what i'm guessing um and so that should be two dps one uh, peck the other one we don't know and then a u22 which so far it looks like it's been targets of wingers right so you're going through yeah. all this stuff it's like winger 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 all of a sudden that fills out your wingers 
Um, and then you're going to mix and match on the inside whenever you have any any faults there. I don't hate the how it goes, but I also think there's probably another defensive midfielder that's coming in, low veteran guy type thing yeah. that could could be coming in. Um, but defense, uh, we'll 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 start with this. Will Will Kuntz today said I think that the defense and the back line is is set. He goes, I think yeah. I don't think we're gonna. I think we're done there for right now. And he goes, which yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, which to me, from a versatility play, you listed out our our menagerie of center backs that we have. Uh, you know, if you want to go three in the back, and then maybe Yamane pushes forward. I, I, he was talking in his press conference how he likes to has that attacking edge to him. So he maybe kind of plays that Julian Araujo role where he was more as a midfielder than he was a defender in terms of what his responsibilities were. Yep. Then that maybe changes thing, and then out a. Um, you know, if you mix and match, you know, what John Nelson could bring as well, because I've heard, you know, that he's a, a capable backup and could yep. fill in and, and had some strong moments for St. Louis. So, again, then you consider, well, if those players are pushing forward, then you can rely less on the wings. And you, like you said, it begins to be a, the waterfall effect and shifting those players around. So I think it's exciting to and especially to hear Greg Vanny, because one of my criticisms of, of him has been. Um, kind of the fixed mindset and, well, this is our lineup. We play with one striker, you know, the kind of unwillingness right. to shift things around. But everything that I'm hearing from him this season, and again, still preseason, we haven't seen any play on the field yet, sounds like he wants to build some versatility and some options different times of the year. And that's also not to say, because you mentioned with Fagundes, that with Peck <laughs> being the potential signing, there's pre-Olympic qualifying. So that means there's going to be Olympics at some point where players are going to be absent. So these other players are going to have to fill in these roles if they're not starters. It could be a two-week stretch, a three-week right. stretch, where they need to be your starter for that stretch. And that's a good thing, too, because then they'll have be tested to you know be better suited when they come off the bench. So, so there's a lot of lineup talk, and that's why I'm sort of saying don't sleep on the core. I think the core is okay. Um, but you, you clearly, you want the two DPs, you want the two DPs in there. You want to get that filled out and sort of done. You want a U 22 player in there as well. I mean, there's still big changes coming to this club. We, we still think that Gabriel Peck is, is there and signed. And so that's one of your DPs, by the way, dynamic player in terms of what he brings to the field. Um, you were, you were talking, you have the, the schedule for the pre-Olympic tournament, which is where he's actually playing. This is the reason we believe that there has been no announcement, uh, yes. for Peck is that he is with the pre-Olympic tournament with Brazil and he is therefore they're not making that announcement. So you have the schedule for that. So, so tell yeah. everybody. Yeah. So there's the pre-Olympic tournament, which is what Comnable does. That's how they decide their representatives who are going to go to the Olympics. So, uh, Brazil, there's actually two groups of five cause there's, there's 10 teams in Comnable. And so it's round Robin. They play each other, each uh, team once. So there's four games. So they beat, uh, Brazil beat Bolivia one zero, on uh, Tuesday, I believe, is when that game happened. Uh, Peck came in off the bench, came in on the 56th minute, did sub in on the left wing. So that's another kind of interesting wrinkle. We know his heat map shows up more on the right, but he is left-footed. And I, based on the rumors of other players, it right. seems like he's going to slide in on the left I have been uh, told, for the Galaxy I as well. I have been told that they expect him to be able to play both positions. So Okay, which, no. you know, that reminds me. I'm wearing my Portugal jacket, so consider the source of what type of homer I am. But when, uh, you know, you had Prime Nani and, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo on the Portuguese national team, they would often switch at different times throughout the game. So that created chaos. So, again, if you can get him switching with the other winger, that can create a lot of chaos. That's my little Portuguese sidebar there. But, uh, you know, uh, for the pre-Olympic, uh, the Brazil team plays tomorrow against Colombia. So if you want to... Check that out. The game against Colombia is tomorrow. They play Ecuador on Monday. 
They play Venezuela, who's the host country, on Thursday. So again, they have three more or you know four more games, three more games within the group. And then after that, if Brazil finished top two, which I imagine Brazil is going to finish top two in this group, then they go on to the final stage, which is another group of four where they play round robin. Mm-hmm. And so there'll be three more games on top of that, which will be February 5th, February 8th, and February 11th. So it doesn't sound like Peck will be available for the Coachella tournament, at corner all. of the galaxy yeah. extravaganza right. Super Bowl Sunday right. uh, event. But after that, that's probably when the ball is going to be start rolling for him, but a, a lot of soccer to be played. I love, I actually like this format. Uh, this is the way old world cups used to be done. There didn't used to be the semifinal. There used to be a round robin group to decide those final groups. So I kind of like this. This to me gives you a more accurate winner. You're you're the cream is going to rise to the top. Uh, so I kind of like the way they did the format, but if you want to keep eyes on, on peck, then there's a, there's a lot of soccer to be played in the next couple weeks. Uh, speaking of uh, Coachella and let's, uh, let's play this. I get to say something that I, I never thought I'd ever be able to say, Eric, which is I get to play Coachella. Uh, COG is playing Coachella. Uh, and just a reminder, February 11th, uh, after the LA galaxy take on Austin, uh, that's a 10 AM kickoff. So game should be done around 12. So just following that game, about 12 or 12.15, 12 uh, it will be me and the Panda out there at Coachella, at the Coachella Valley Invitational, uh, where you can find us, and we will be doing a live show. And to tell you, we finally have a position where we are going to be as well. Everybody at the at the CVI was nice enough to put us on the map here for a little bit. But if you look, Field 1, which is at the bottom of, uh, of the fields that are set up there, and Field 1 was where the Galaxy played, I think, most of their games last year as well, if you were out there last year. Um, but on that bottom side, there is a, uh, a general admission bleacher that sort of sits on that east side. And then as you go down to the bottom, the corner of the Galaxy uh, tent will be right there in the corner. So that means as soon as pun intended right that well by the way when they said hey we're going to put you in the corner they're like you know to match corner of the galaxy we're right off the corner flag um (laughs) of of field one there and so that's where we'll be we'll have a tent set up we'll have our little easy up set up there we'll have our speakers ready so when that game is over the show will kick off a little post game show with corner of the galaxy me and kevin will be there uh we have guests from the front office scheduled we have guests from the coaching staff staff scheduled and then we're going to grab a couple players as well and make them have to find their own way back and miss the <laughs> bus good. right you know we're gonna i was going to say they'll they'll be drenched in sweat hopefully you yeah know, and that, that's a good souvenir if you're able to get them you know to sweat on on some show notes or something that's, like that i think that's a good I idea think we're, we're looking at some auction items here that is a good idea so um what you need to do is that means you need a ticket to go to the CVI Coachella Valley Invitational for February 11th. You need to get your day pass. Those passes right now, as it stands, $45. That includes general admission parking, right? So general parking is $45? Live soccer and a podcast? And a podcast. Come on. And a podcast. Um, Children 2 to 12 and seniors uh, 65 plus, $30. So if you're 65 or older, um, or if you're you're, you're between the ages of 2 and 12, then you get in tickets for just $30. That includes, if you want to be super special awesome, uh, VIP package is $295. There is so much that includes includes preferred parking access, VIP tent with lounge seating, unlimited food and refreshments, beer, wine, spirits, and non-alcoholic options, uh, VIP restrooms, and VIP bleachers across the event. So 
really up in the VIP offerings. I will say this. People always ask $45 is great to get in. Just if you're going to if you're going to come, don't feel like you're you're missing too much with the VIP thing. If you can afford it, if it is something that's in your budget, it's not a horrible thing to do the VIP option because there's a lot of extras that come with that. It's a little less crowded. You get a little more. I would say last year they had a ton of access. VIP players could basically VIP uh, people who who uh, paid the money were basically able to like stand right next to the Galaxy bus and like high five guys. Say, so they, they, it was like that. They got to sub in at injury time. That's, that's right. what I heard. That's how that's how good the perks were. I will give this caveat: if you do decide to splurge and go VIP is it is extremely difficult to go backwards once once you've got a taste of that so yeah. go in with that warning uh speaking from someone who's gotten some a lot of first class upgrades lately with some of the travel i've now earned enough miles where i'm getting right. a lot of these bumps up and so i get to sit in first class get the cocktails get the special treats and so now when you have to go back you know in steerage you know with right. with the filth that's right. back there right. it's 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 i feel uneasy so again it changes you once you go vip so that's my one warning you got to be careful logan's laughing he like there he's like vip restrooms question mark bro that's a kicker bro you that really, is that is a solid that is a solid upgrade let me tell you there are like normal porta potties at events and there are vip porta potties yeah. you want the vip porta potty I, I, <laughs> this is gonna sound so ridiculous if you've seen if you've seen the difference if you've been to a vip porta potty you, you know the difference right it is worth <laughs> and it, it is, is it's a special thing it's a bathroom it's a real bathroom it's worth slipping the guard like 10 bucks to let you go <laughs> use the vip yeah. bathrooms okay just 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 sort of saying uh, that's that's how it goes. But yeah, so we're really excited. Uh, should be a huge um, sort of event for us. I mean, we're we're going to be ready to go whenever. And yeah. it's fun. We'll get to talk about the game that just happened. We'll get to talk about it with, you know, executives and coaches and um, everybody else. And, uh, you know, some players as well. I, I'm trying to, you know, we're going to I think we're going to watch how the game goes and sort of see who we can grab and, and that type of thing. But, you know, hey, Ricky, if you want to do all English, baby, it's time. I think it's time. This is these <laughs> are your people. Time. He's had his year. He's right. Ready. He's it's ready time. to go. Um, yeah, but uh, you, you mentioned having FOMO of the coaches convention, you know, because there was, you know, we got to see Landon, the white, the white whale there. And, uh, you know, you w- didn't get to kind of jump all in. Uh, and now it's my turn to have FOMO. I get to see, yep. you know, you guys are on the map. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're build as part of the festivities. So I'm definitely bummed that I'm going to be missing out. But it is exciting, uh, you know, to see your hard work paying off. You're now part of the show. You That's know, right. so it's exciting to see your name out there. I always were wondered about that the bands, the acts that play Coachella, if you're on the very last line, like, do you still get excited? I guess you still do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm at Coach, Coachella. Oh, yeah. I'm playing Coachella. My name is underneath, you know, Snoop Dogg and, and all the, and no doubt and all those pieces. So I guess you can still be excited, even if it is a small little square in the corner of the galaxy there, but exciting times. Kudos to you. My grandchildren will be like, you know, grandpa, tell me about Coachella and I'll be, and I'll be like, Oh, listen, little, this way back in the day, we had a podcast and we played in front of 300 people. The cool thing is as soon as this game is over, everybody who's in those stands gets to sort of just like turn and sort of come over to our, and that's it. Like you don't have to go. It's, talk about capturing an audience. You were there. You were ready. We're going to be like ready with music. Like as soon as the game's up, we're going to cap, we're going to pull you right in. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, I'm going to get Kevin perfect. to basically be a carnival barker. Um, we'll get that going on uh, the, for you. So anyway, the please. very, the very tall Kevin Bex right here, right? What <laughs> do we, do, what do is, we have? <laughs> I didn't, you know, I don't think I thought I put the picture in here. Okay. I was looking for, it. but yeah, there was, there was a picture and 
you, I think Kevin was saying, oh, I was tallest person there. You and Kevin are like the same height, aren't you? Or you're taller than Kevin. Am I, you and I are almost the same height, aren't we? I was going to say, I, would, I, I believe again, and I don't know if uh, I'm delusional or not that it matters and shout out to the short Kings out there, but I believe I'm taller than Kevin. And so it was kind of funny uh, even he was, you know, if he didn't listen to Monday's show, he was saying, well, I was the t- I'll be the tallest guy there. And I'm like, wait, I think I remember we took pictures with Lyndon Donovan and Alexi Lawless. And I believe, you know, my head goes a little bit higher there. Not that it matters, but you know, it, <laughs> you know. I mean, so corrections and retractions. Yeah, like you know, like like that. I think you know it's okay. Maybe we'll 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 clean the lenses. You know, work on the depth perception. But again, I I, fa- I found that funny. But the very tall and powerful Kevin Baxter. The, we'll allow it. The the really interesting thing there is that Landon Donovan's hat is like sitting on top of his head, so that way he looks taller. That's <laughs> I guarantee you, he's, he's a short dude. Um. So th- so that was in there as well. So good. Uh, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we got that. Today was the announcement for uh, Miki Yamane, and uh, a, a sort of a fun little day to see him come in. And and the Galaxy really sort of made a big deal about it. New number two for the LA Galaxy is uh, Miki Yamane. I l- always like how you're getting the uh, the second kit, right? The change kit right now because you have to have that because they don't have the first kit revealed yet. By the way, mm-hmm. uh, we do have the picture of the leak kit. I do have it. Um, which which was when Jalen Neal. Have you seen it, Eric? You've seen it, right? I, I have not seen the fully leaked kit, but I did well, see that some sleuthers did zoom in. There you yes, go. This, so hold, you I don't can, have I the can, full link. I can, bl- I can okay, blow yeah, this I've up. That. Give me a second. Yeah, I, I can blow this up. I know how to do this. Yeah. You know. Oh, so no. I, I will say that is exciting because some of the proposed um, possible leaks were based on having just the kind of gold piping on it. So I was comparing it uh, to what the Real Madrid kit looks like. But those sleuths who were able to zoom in notice there seem to be some some pinstripes here, some some stripes going on. So it looks like it's not just going to be a plain white shirt, which excites me. But are they uh, are the, they coming in an angle? Like it almost feels like they're if, coming across. Like like not if, just like. Uh, hold on, I need to I need to get not just like <laughs> not just like this. They're not like mm-hmm. pinstripes are normally up and down. Um, the galaxy have had some that sort of show the horizontals, but it wasn't full pinstripes when that happened. Um, but are these like sort of like at sash angle coming down? Because if, if you look at the little corner, it sort of seems like they're like, as you get closer sashy. to the center, they come a little <laughs> right. Are they radiating from a sash? If Is, you remember the 2014 LA galaxy Jersey, which had the sash that was made up of stripes that came at an angle. And then the, sh- the stripes flared out towards the end. So, I don't know if these stripes are just on that side where it would kind of be the flaring out of a, of a, a sash or if it's going to be stripes throughout the whole jersey. It's difficult to tell from this angle, but it's exciting. It's exciting. We're going to see something besides a plain shirt. I and th- my last little thing yeah. that I will add yes. is in all of the training photos and with um, the training jerseys and, and kind of new shirts that are coming out for the LA Galaxy, the Herbalife logo in the front. It's different. They finally went away from the block lettering. Think, think, think our stars because the, they had the most boring font. Like it's, it's bad enough that Herbalife is the sponsor, but then it's just block letters. Herbalife. This at least has some design, a different font, a little, you know, the leaf coming off of it. So uh, I know we're not thrilled with Herbalife as a sponsorship, but at least it looks nicer right. uh, this season. So I'm looking forward to an updated sponsor font. Again, for the all you font heads out there. All right. I wanted to make sure we got to the leak jersey and now's a good time. But uh, Miki Amane in. Um, the, you know, uh, Will Kuntz was sort of asked how long the deal took and he sort of it said six weeks start to finish. Uh, they were really looking at its competitiveness. Um, 
and his physicality. I mean, this is something that Miki said in it. He said, he said you know, he was asked the difference between the J League and MLS. And he says, you know, the that MLS is more physical. And he goes, and J League's probably more technical. Um, and he says that he wanted to bring his 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 technical ability, but also use his physicality and his strength. This is the the sort of interesting thing that I take away from all of this. And uh, it was funny because he was sort of asked, what's the first thing he wants to sort of do now that he's in L.A.? He's like, I need a place to live, basically, <laughs> was, was number one, which, by the way, correct answer um, that you have to find a place to live there. Uh, when Maya Yoshida was sort of at, well, whenever he came on afterwards and they said, you know, uh, I think it was Rob. Rob was asking uh, how, like, is there something that whenever you came into L.A. was the first thing you did? Because we were asked Miki and he goes, to, he sort of said with Miki, the first thing he needs is English lesson. Right. Like uh, uh, Maya's really big on on the whole thing. I don't know if you saw he's, the video. Did you see he, the video? He runs a tight ship. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I, I like the way Maya does things. He's, he's going to whip, you know, Miki into shape pretty quickly here. Yeah. It, I, li- I like the way he spoke about it. It is. It is. It is a lot of fun. And then Miki, whenever he was um, whenever he was introduced to the club stood in front of the club, Greg Vanny introduced him and sort of the whole deal and was sort of saying, you know, oh, well, you know, welcome to the team. And would you have anything to say? And I forget exactly what he said, but he goes, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Like that type of thing. And everybody was like, all right, it was not good. bad. Right. And it was, it was that, if, if those were his, you know, first, right. Did, if he didn't have any English skills and he was able to, to land, land that with an opening, you know, salvo. I thought right. that was, that was a pretty, pretty good opening there. It, it was, it was somebody, I, I heard somebody in the crowd go, Oh, that was better than Maya's first day. You know, that was, it was like that type okay. of thing. So, you know, they're already, <laughs> I enjoy the fact that you show up, you don't speak the language, you're there, you say something, you sort of ingratiate. And then whenever they went around, everybody's tapping them on the back, but they're already yeah. starting with like the ribbing. It's already like, this is, this is the club. You're going to be made fun of. We're going to start right now. We like you. That's why we're making fun of you. Right. That's how, yeah, that, that's, that's how things work. That's, that's the team building. That's, that's the best part. You know, when I look back at my memories of playing on teams, it's very rarely about the games, games and right. in between the lines, it's it's the relationships and everything around that. Uh, which oddly enough, I know this we're going sideways a little bit, but it, it, did you happen to see the FC Dallas team building exercise? No, I missed it. They what had did they them. Do? Yeah, it, it was it was blowing up a little bit on Twitter, but basically they did some type of you know boot camp where they're it looks like they were going to war. It looked like a, a, a an army recruitment video where they're going under barbed wires, crawling in the sand putting on backpacks, you know, in, in the middle of the morning, drill sergeants yelling at them. It's like, is this a soccer team? What, right. <laughs> what is supposed to be happening here? So it, it's in, this is the time of year where you see a lot of those team building things. The galaxy also put out a photo of, uh, of Miki's first, first day of training. And it had, there's one photo where Maya is pointing out something to him, but there's a group of players all holding hands. So you can tell they were doing some type of, you know, either red Rover. Or they were some, doing nothing. There was some team building. Going they on they were doing not, nothing. It was just, downtime they were just yeah it was out. not 1v1s okay okay <laughs> yeah so so that's always that's you know you it can get a little cringy and you can kind of make fun of it but the truth is some of those team building uh activities build the moments that create those relationships right that are going to transfer onto the field so it's not totally something that you should be you know laughing at we you know we can and we can have fun with it but sometimes those are the things uh, that have dividends at the end of your season when it gets tough and the in your and it's a grind and it's it's getting tough. You know those those relationships are the things that help you get it through. Well, uh, they also uh, you know Will has made this a point and I think that Greg touched on it as well. This is a character guy as well, right? Like they really like the person that they're getting. By the way, 
that will be a common thread through everything that is happening. The galaxy say that they do their homework, that they talk to the people that they get, you know, they talk to the coaches, they talk to their friends, they do the whole thing. It's about the full complement of understanding what kind of player they are. So that way you can understand what you're getting. And to a T they've really been focused on sort of those character guys, <laughs> not just being able to play, but like, Hey, does this guy kick dogs and, you know, hate old well, people, you know? Jeez, you went you, you went hard hard with those hard in the paint with those examples. Well, well, but I, I was laughing as you were saying that leading up to it, waiting for my entry to jump in because they obviously didn't do this with Douglas Costa because you know he's famously spit on a player you know when he was playing in a different league. So that obviously wasn't t- taken into consideration. It was focused more on the talent. So it is good to, you know that that in of itself tells you all you need to know about the difference and scouting and what they're doing and the type of player that they're bringing in is just the, it's no longer just, can they ball? Can they play? It's what type of person are they, you know, how is that going to help transfer into being a professional? And so I think you see it with, with Yoshida and with Yamane. So it, it gives you hope. (laughs) <laughs> as to some of the background checks that they're kind of running do, on, on do, the other guys. Do we think, and this is totally one of those like pandering questions, but do we think that Maya and Miki end up going to a Dodger game anytime soon? And we see the pictures from that, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. isn't well, that, it, I know that there's some, some iffy ownership between Dodgers and galaxy and everything yeah. like that. Right. And LAFC and how that sort of works. But at the same time, do you, I mean, how are those guys not at a Dodgers like oh, batting practice here in like the very near future? Right. Yeah. I, okay. I imagine you see them <laughs> at throwing a first pitch and, and you see that putting together because it's, it's a no brainer. It's funny when you're mentioning that, you know, a character guy and someone who's a professional, I, I roll my eyes slightly a little bit. Cause just the, some of the stereotypical things yep. that are said about Japanese players, you know, playing with discipline and with respect, I, 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 you kind of, you're, you're going to hear that a lot, right. but at the same time, if it's true, it's true. Sometimes it's, that's just, that, you know, you have to call things for what they are. I have said this now multiple times and you can say what I, whatever you want to say about me. Um, but when Maya walks into a room, whether that is with reporters, coaches, or players, there is immediate respect. There is whatever he does, whatever aura he has. He not only respects you whenever he comes in, but he gets respect in the same way. And I have to imagine that this is one of the reasons we we've talked about this, but it's very, very likely. And in fact, I've been told that it seems like, you know, that this is the idea that they would like to head to that Maya is going to be the captain for this year for the L.A. Galaxy. That doesn't surprise me even for one second of, you know, one minute. Uh, that makes sense to me just in terms of what he's able to do and how he's able to do it. So um, him keeping an eye on Miki uh, is going to be a fun one to watch, too. So we'll sort of watch how that all, all plays out. Um, well, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Sidebar again, I'm going to keep going off. We were worried about how we were going to fill time. So one of the things the a bit that I had prepared was if the current L.A. Galaxy were to go into a Royal Rumble you know, who would come out victorious because for all, all our wrestling crossover fans, Royal Rumble is this weekend. And one of the factors was if Mickey Yamane and my Yoshida would team up with oh, each other right. because Gaston Brogman and Ricky right. Pooj would absolutely have each other's back and right. work as a tag team. So those were some wrinkles that we were going to consider. There's so. only one correct answer in all of this, though. You know that, right? <laughs> It's Martin oh. Caceres. You wouldn't you wouldn't want to like that's the guy you wouldn't want to be in the ring with. I was going to say spoiler alert. I have notes. I'm oh, ready to oh, go no, into it. No, we're not. But we may we may be on the same wing, wavelength here. So maybe we'll get a, a super chat if we can get in there. Maybe you can break down my my full breakdown and thoughts on an L.A. Galaxy Royal Rumble. Um, so they were talking about uh, Yamane and just sort of where he was, how how he was going to fit in. They talked about him possibly playing defensive midfielder. They talked about his experience. 
Um, you know, the other thing that Will said was basically they're looking at the attacking pieces with the DP slots, and it's super important that they get those designated players in. They're still focused on it. Um, they consider that U22 slot is very valuable. Um, but at the moment, they're not pressed to do anything. So that's a, that's a key bit of information that we've seen, which is we've sort of heard some of the rumors that are out there for U22s, but it seems that the LA Galaxy now say that they're not pressed to make a deal if it's not going to be a deal that's beneficial to them. So the U22 slot could be one that's left open as the season starts, possibly into the summer as well. It's not something they have to fill right now. That was that was my question, and this is why I come to the host of Corner of the Galaxy, Josh Gessman, who knows all of the rules in and out, because my question was, is this something that needs to be done by the roster deadline? And it seems like all signs are pointing to this doesn't need to be something that's not something no you know, roster deadline completely done roster is just roster for the compliance U22. yeah yeah it's just roster compliance so you if you leave a spot open that's fine too right that works um so however however that happens and however that goes we'll we'll sort of uh what we can sort of watch but will was was rather deliberate in his wording i think today which was sort of you know we're not pressed to do anything right now sort of the same on the back line which was and he cav there's a caveat to all this we will not hesitate to make ourselves better if the right deal comes along right it's <laughs> yes. like duh yeah of course but it's like that's one of those things you need to say out loud so you you know you don't because yeah if if, if you know messi becomes available yeah, you go and grab that guy. You don't say, well, we already have, uh, you know, an attacking midfielder. So right. so I don't think we're good. No, of course, if if, if something special comes along and the, it makes sense, of course, you're going to go for it. But I, I do I do appreciate that he likes to say that out loud. He does. He says he says the quiet parts out loud sometimes. Yeah. So it's OK. Uh, injury updates. Ricky Pooja is on the field. Um, he's supposed to see the doctors one more time to make sure he feels good and everything's fine. And then basically he's going through his return to play. Uh, Greg Vanny said today he expects that he'll be part of the Coachella tournament um, at some point. Maybe February 11th will be his first game type of thing, right? So that could be something to sort of watch uh, as he returns to play. Uh, but as Greg was talking, he sort of said, as I've been talking with him and as learning about everything, he goes, I don't anticipate there's going to be any problems. I expect a smooth return for him. Um, so that's something that's there. They were talking about, and yeah, go ahead. I was going to say he looked happy in the pictures, but then he always looks happy. He's, so he's, again, he still never has bored. that Disney Prince look. It's yeah. still still going for him. Yeah, Ricky Channel, uh, Ricky. Um, <laughs> Disney Channel, Ricky. Disney Channel, there you Ricky. Go. There you go. Um, guest so, do we have a, a Mickey and a Ricky? Is that going to be a, oh. the, the Mickey-Ricky connection? I'm, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Yeah, yeah that's probably, probably is. <laughs> um, Brugman. Uh, Gaston Brugman running on the field. Uh, basically, the next thing is sort of add to add the ball, and then he has to build up his fitness with the ball before he can sort of return to full training. They think two to three weeks um, before he's fully integrated back into yeah. the live playing. So, an okay it's like timeline. Riding a bike. Yeah, okay yeah, timeline. It's like riding a bike. That'll come. Uh, the big deal, Greg Vanny was like, we need to get guys healthy. Still Jalen Neal out there. Uh, they said uh, the one that's closest to returning right now is Martin. Martin has basically been involved almost in full training. Some little things he's not done, but he expects this next week he'll be full training and he'll be good to go. So Martin Caceres seems like the first one that will be fully back and fully integrated. Um, and the Galaxy have a game coming up on the 27th against San Jose. So this week, this Saturday. Yeah. Um, but again, closed door, you know, uh, Greg was saying everybody will get their minutes. Mostly he goes, those that are healthy enough will get their minutes because they have the the senior team is playing against San Jose and then G2 is playing against Nordlands, right? Which is the team that was coming to play. It was like, I think it's like, I, th I, th I thought she sneezed. I didn't yeah. know what, what just happened. Yeah. I, I it's, it's another game that's being played there as well. There's, he talked about, um, you know, Scalotto's kid who's playing there right now. So he was talking about a lot of the different things and, and I would uh, suggest you go listen to that. Um, 
the the last sort of one was Jalen Neal, and he goes, you know, that's slow progress still, which is disappointing, I think, to hear at this yeah. point. But it's slow progress. He goes, you know, he's still fully healing, basically, from the surgery and from everything he's done, and he's sort of dealing with a groin injury that's as the result of all of this as well. And so everything sort of has to come back together. But I think you're going to see that Martin Caceres will be ready for for day one. I think you're going to see that Maya Yoshida is going to be ready for day one. So yeah. again, you know, Mavinga, that's, that's Zabaleta. That's not a bad pairing. No, it's not. It's not a horrible way to. Even if you're playing against Messi, maybe you want those two guys to, <laughs> Some to sort experience, of do it, right? Yeah. yeah, it's not a horrible way to go. So uh, that's something to, to sort of watch. The uh, other than that. Uh, you know, a fairly standard press conference. I don't think there were any surprises or anything. They want to get the DPs in. They still talk about it. Um, we'll see what that timeline in is. And, and certainly if we're waiting for that pre-Olympic tournament to be over for Peck, that timeline is not basically closing out anytime soon. Yeah. There's still games to be played. So, um, yeah. we'll, and, and with Kostras coming back also, it makes sense that he's <laughs> the first one coming back in that he's the one who's been out the longest yeah. as well. I want to say it's been you know, five, maybe even six months since that injury happened. So it's been, it's been a while. So he's due, he's probably chomping at the bit and ready to go. Aaron said in the, in the, uh, in the chat, he was like, uh, he, earlier he goes, he goes, I know no injuries today, no injuries this year. I'm not allowing it. It's a rule. No Fair. Injuries. Let's, I like let's put that energy into the world for sure. So as we look at the LA Galaxy's lineup, we sort of already took you through everything. 23 players right now, uh, 10, 10 international slots. I believe they have nine international slots available so they're still out one but vv to me is one that's getting loaned down to g2 right now yeah there's uh, raw pedro spot yeah, yeah the world famous raw pedro slot on spot where they're ban- banished banished from the galaxy roster yeah and and so that's that's one of those uh that's one of those to sort of watch um so i feel like the galaxy are roster compliant as of now um as they sit um because vv goes down and everything uh goes back here's something i missed uh, before we get to any of the rumors, uh, Tom Bogert reported yesterday that Minnesota United has signed Panama, Panama International's uh, central midfielder Carlos Harvey uh, from USL Championship side uh, Phoenix Rising. This was the uh, Carlos Harvey, obviously, who played for the LA Galaxy and then was uh, was sold uh, down to Phoenix Rising. Um, now, there there's something that I can report on that hasn't been reported yet, um, although in the announcement whenever they sold Harvey, they said this. Uh, the LA Galaxy had a sell-on clause on Carlos Harvey. Uh, sources have indicated that that sell-on clause is 20%, right? So by the LA Galaxy selling Carlos Harvey, getting whatever they got, and I don't remember what that is off the top of my head, um, but then with the 20% sell-on clause there as well, that's $40,000 basically that the LA Galaxy get to pocket from a guy who basically hasn't been on their team for a year, right? So, yeah. well, and if the real ones know Carlos Harvey because if uh, you you were up on the Fry Mutatu saga, Carlos Harvey was kind of the first first wave of that before for I moved out to where there was, is he with the team? Is he right. not with the team? Is he loaned down? He was always kind of the, the galaxy's man of mystery of what was happening. So to me, this rings some closure that he's finally, you know, landed at a home. The contracts are done. It's sold on, right. you know, it's, it's interesting that the galaxy get a piece of it. Uh, and again, when we talk about the budget that they're dealing with the, you know, $25,000, $25 million budget, this may seem like a small amount, right. but when you look at, like you mentioned, the the precedent that it sets that, you know, the Galaxy be involved in these deals, that even though they're not premier, you know, first team players, but they're still, you know, it's still a part of the entire organization and the process. And if you want to attract, you know, and fill your academy, you say, hey, there's a lot of there's a lot of pathways right. that you can make uh, if, if you join our, our, our system. 
Well, that is the big change that we're seeing. And, and I sort of hinted at it for the title of, of everything you know, for the tweets that were going out is there has been a change. And that is that the L.A. Galaxy now in those younger levels at the academy level, at the G2 level, right, are going to be selling players. And it's sort of this, hey, we don't see a path for you to our first team. And remember how many players have been stymied by the fact that the L.A. Galaxy usually bring in offensive talent from outside the league. Mm-hmm. And so if you're an offensive player down in these lower levels, you're probably not going to go to the LA Galaxy because the, there's going to be no spots for you, right? Um, and they've really sort of in the past, I think, wasted a lot of that, right? And what maybe they didn't have the resources, maybe the openings yeah. weren't there. But now with the resources they have, we've seen, you know, Alcala uh, who got uh, who got sold, right? Tejas who got sold um, from Academy to G two, right? And and selling for those. And this is going to be a common thread. This is something the LA Galaxy have focused on, which is identifying the people that they want to keep and identifying the talent. They can make them money as well. Um, and with most of these, I think you're going to find there's going to be sell-on clauses, right? And when the sell-on yep. clauses go off, then, you know, like Alcala, he's going to go off. And whenever they sell him for two, three million dollars, the LA Galaxy are going to get, I think, 20 percent of that is what the what the sell-on was. Yeah. And that's something that potentially could be, you know, four or five years down the road. So when, you know, he's he's long gone and he's, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, the podcast hasn't mentioned Alcala in in years then the galaxy are still going to be bringing in money for that. And I right. want to shout out the commercial underground and the chat for mentioning DTK didn't let a guy go for free. This very much is the foundation that was set by DTK in his time here. I know we can look at, um, you know, the sanctions that happened last season as maybe having, you know, a little bit of, of DTK's fingerprints on it, which is the negative side of it. But when you see the, the way he preserved talent and attracted talent into that academy system that was one of his strengths and i think this if the galaxy continue with the you know the foundation that he laid i think that's a good a good thing moving forward so you know shout out to dtk you know still still impacting positively the la galaxy so can i miss that guy always always, doing okay yeah he's doing fine He's doing yeah, fine. I, I check in okay. on him every once in a while. I check. <laughs> I think. I think we, if we want to go and like, if we want to go to Holland and and sort of hang out, I think we could probably we could make that happen. Yeah. So we know um, a guy, right? We we do know a guy. Um. All right. So, uh. But anyway. So that's the the deal on Carlos Harvey. Now let's get to a little bit of rumors because why not? This is why you're here. The paint sill rumor. Now, in this particular tweet that I am showing, the the translated version of this basically says that the coach. Uh, for Gank is basically preparing to play without uh, Joseph Paintsill for the rest of the for, for Paintsill for the rest of the season. Now this goes on the heels of the coach saying, "Oh, I got a good text, and you know the deal to the Galaxy is off, and the whole deal." I I implore everybody to just remain patient on this one. I have no inside information. That's not true. I have a lot of inside information. It's just not <laughs> clear. Say, it's just sure not you cl- said that? Yeah. Right, yeah. It's just not clear sort of which direction this is. I will say that I do not think, and for whatever reason, this is one of those tingly feelings in my chest, that this it, it doesn't feel done as in the, the rumor's dead. Um, there's just something that is just hanging in there and hanging on and I'm just I'm I'm really interested to see it. The other part of this is that Paintsill is coming up for the Derby game, the big Derby game that Gank has coming up on Saturday this weekend. He's going to be back from Afcon, African Cup of Nations. Paintsill was uh, with was it Cameroon? Is that was was it? Ghana? Ghana. Thank you. Yeah. yeah um, the Galaxy have also been rumored to a Cameroon player. Yeah, 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 exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a Google car. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, you can't do that. John. No, I can't. Um, <laughs> so, but as, as it, they've been eliminated from AFCON and so he'll be back 
let's keep an eye on everything that happens. I feel like there's stuff. I, the the mood I get from the front office right now and certainly in conversations that I have had and if you talk to anybody sort of around is quiet sort of confidence. And if you've noticed, there haven't been a whole bunch of rumors that have popped up after this, that's, right? It's the yeah, quietness that is sort of tipping me in this one direction. So yeah, that's, that's the kicker to me because uh, when you saw the Sosa rumor, then that, you know, kind of got, you know, some cold water thrown on it. Then you saw Solari. Okay. Then you saw Peck after that. This, you saw, you saw the rumors about or how, you know, or the messaging that Paintsill, you know, had, you know, interactions with the coach. And so it wasn't looking likely that the deal to the LA Galaxy was on. But then you didn't see another name take that place. You didn't see next in line. Uh, I know the Abubakar rumors, you know, before mentioning that Cameroonian player didn't start it to sprinkle in. So it made you think maybe, but then that died down as well. So again, the fact that it hasn't happened yet, I think we're going to get an answer pretty quickly here because uh, unlike Peck, who's going to be involved in games uh, for the next couple of weeks, um, you know, paint still is done, you know, Ghana has been eliminated. So again, he's either going to go back <laughs> to right. Belgium and start playing with those te- the teams in those games, or, you know, we're going to find out that he's, you know, been benched or, I, or I he's be- not training with the team. And right. that's going to give us a lot more clarity on what's happening with, with the, with paint still. I wouldn't be surprised if there's something where the coach was being like, Hey, he can leave, but he has to wait until after this game, right? Like we have a big game. I'm not doing anything yeah. until after he this can't game leave during the big game. Right. Like that's that, which, yeah, it, it's interesting if terms, you know, are, have been agreed upon and things like that. You know, a lot of things can go wrong. That's why you see players not even make the team sheet when they're in rumors to go to other teams because they don't want to risk injury and things like that. So it just makes you wonder on what type of you know deal has been set up. But I, I think we are going to get an answer pretty soon, which is exciting. I thought that I had read somewhere as well about Rukovina that he perhaps wasn't wasn't in the starting or wasn't playing um, recently because there's possibility of deals. But again, we're talking about U22s and with what Will sort of said today, it seems like they're not in a hurry. But is this a deal they're willing to wait for? Um, possibly because Rukovina at one point was was a little hotter than than we had as we were sort of tracking it. So Rukovina still in there. Um, one of the rumors that popped up today was about a 19 year old um, and a 19 year old named Victor Zhukanovic. Zhukanovic. I'll take your word for yeah, it. If, yeah, I struggled with Mickey Amane, so I'm sure. This one I'm not even going to attempt. Zhukanovic, uh, Victor Zhukanovic, 19 years old, playing at Hammerby. And everybody was like, and including myself, uh, was like, Hammerby? Wait a minute now. AEG <laughs> owns some of Hammerby. And by the way, we should say some of Hammerby because I believe they own 45%. And then they sold half of that to Zlatan. So now AEG owns about 22.5% um, or less type of thing. So um, they're there, but they're they're less. They're not majority owners. They're sort of you yeah. know in, in that minority ownership uh, packet. So less influence, they said. But then I was also able to to, to ask some questions and and got confirmation the LA Galaxy weren't in on this. And then uh, a little bit later, Fabrizio Romano, Fabrizio uh, came out <laughs> and said uh, that basically it was Charlotte who was the MLS team who was in there. By the way, that's about a nine point three million dollar bid at some time, uh, which was the reported number. So nine point three million dollars in a nineteen year old. That's a lot of money. That's yeah. That's, that's, that's close to what uh, that's close to what you're hearing some DP rumors to it. So again, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I heard he d- he did find CLT. So again, exciting times. Good, good for him. Yeah. Um, then we go for uh, a little update on Jonathan Klinsman, uh, who is set to uh, sign in Series C. Ser- Serie C. 
Um, and so, um, I, again, this is going to sound harsh. I didn't know it went that low. That low? I mean, I it know. makes sense, but yeah, Sorry. I, oh, I imagine Sarah there's Sarah Day and yeah, yeah it just I imagine keeps it keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. Just forever. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so he's off. It looks like with that, which is an interesting little move for him, um, that I thought was a, thought was a fun one. Um, and then the only other thing that I wanted to point out in today's show, uh, before we get too far is that, uh, Jeff Crandall was putting out congrats to former U S men's national team head coach, Dave Sarakin, also former LA galaxy, uh, associate head coach, Dave Sarakin, who <laughs> yeah. helped lead, uh, Maccabee to the Toto cup Ligat Al title in Israel yesterday. Now, now, wait a minute. Let, let's enhance, enhance. I was going to say, wait, why are they talking? Are you talking about Dave Sarakin in this da- photo? Dave Sarakin? Is there's there, someone else in that photo? There's some, by the way, Robbie Keane has never looked so tall. I didn't realize Robbie <laughs> Keane. Is he standing like, no, does he get he platforms? He looks like Kevin Baxter in that photo. He's so tall. <laughs> uh, Dave Sarakin standing next to the head coach for McAbee, uh in Israel, which is, of course, Mr. Robbie Keane uh, himself. Uh, the King, King Kino. Um, is is there and who has been on an absolute tear with Maccabee? Just, I mean, all the success he's having, and with Dave Sarakin there as well. I mean, there was a time, Eric, when people were saying, "Well, Robbie Keane should come coach the LA Galaxy," and certainly the previous LA Galaxy administration was under the impression that he didn't have any real head coaching experience. Seasoning, or, yeah, like where there's like there's no way that happens. He's starting to get it. Right. I mean, we've seen him now in a couple different places. He was with Ireland. Which, yeah. Yeah. Which I'll say, if you got it, you got it. And someone with, like Robbie Keane, who you know he has it. And he, I know he was an assistant uh, with at, at some, was it at Tottenham that he was an assistant? Uh, uh, so he, may have been, yeah. Yeah. So I, he, he's been working his rounds kind of as an assistant and as a head coach. And I will say I was speaking very kindly about Greg Vanny earlier and how, you know, I like what I'm hearing on, on what he's going to be bringing. But if you want me to turn on Greg Vanny, you show me that picture of Robbie Keane and Dave Sarakin. Yeah, that does go, it. Yeah. Who? Greg Vanny, who? Yeah, Let I don't it, even let's remember. bring in this coaching staff immediately. I know. So again, that just, it just makes you feel the tingles uh, of the glory days and the good old days, which isn't, you know, again, consider the source. Right. That's, that's, you know, kind of who we, who we, we, we saw in their heyday. So again, the galaxy not leaning on their history and only focusing on that. You want to see them move in a different direction. But man, if that didn't make me feel things to see those two pictured together. The, the, like whenever you talk about like the nicest coaches, the most unbelievably talented coaches and people, there are two that come to mind, like right away. If you're talking about just like their generosity, their understanding, Dominic Kinnear, uh, is one of the all time greats. Just, I, I can't explain to you what it means to talk to that man. He is kind and uh, always gives you time and always can carry on a great conversation and is so insightful in everything he does. The other person that you could certainly add that to, and on this podcast, uh, Mr. Dave Sarakin made appearances many times over the years, uh, but that is Dave. And Dave is just, I, I mean, I haven't texted Dave in a very long time. I'm sure if I texted him right now, I'd get a response back. Like, it's one of those, It's yeah. it, he'd be like, oh, Josh, hey, yeah, here it is, the whole deal. But no, Dave is absolutely an amazing, an amazing coach. A great coach, by the way, in his own right, a great coach. Um, Which I was yeah. going to say, this: the, you're, if you're a U.S. men's national team, uh, you know, supporter, and you see the players that are blossoming now. A lot of those players, in terms of on a national team level, that was a Dave Sarakin squad that, that was making a lot of those moves. So again, he deserves a lot of credit for kind of. It was a forced, you know, uh, you know, rinsing of right. the U.S. men's national right. team to kind of restart it and kickstart right. it again. Right. But you still have to give him credit for for 
being the spark that kind of got that going. Uh, Commercial Underground says uh, Kinnear is doing well at, at FC Cincinnati. Yeah, and who's he there with? Pat Noonan, former LA Galaxy, uh, you know, assistant coach. Who else is he there with? Kenny Arena, Bruce's son, <laughs> former assistant LA Galaxy coach. I mean, if you're going to drop me into any coaching staff to have a good time, that's it. Send me to Cincinnati because mm-hmm. Pat Noonan was a staple on this podcast for years. Um, was amazing. Used to come on all the time uh, between Pat and Dave and Dominic and 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 Kenny. And like, if you could just put all those people back together, because that was a coaching staff that was just fun to be around. Uh, and they play their soccer tennis um, and they get really competitive all the time, too. So, you know, they like they couldn't wait for tra- training would be over. They'd be done with the guys and they'd be like, cool. Now we can play our soccer tennis. And then they would go over and play their games. So always, uh, always a lot of fun. So um, but I- I'll say this, you know, you can look at Robbie Keane and what he's doing. And certainly there's there's something to it. Um, I don't think still, I don't think he's sort of in a position to sort of be like a head coach guy for the LA galaxy, but he's not that much further away, right? Like he's, now, now, yeah, now get out closer. of Yeah. Get yeah. out of Israel, do something else. And then now you're in a position, right? You're sort of there, but, um, you could take a flyer on him at this point. You would be, it would be sort of one of those. Okay. He doesn't have a lot of experience, but you could, you could, maybe you get to catch him on the up, you know, I was going to say, am I, to me, it feels like maybe the galaxy is the catapulty move. You know, it feels like when if he wants to end up uh, in Europe, eventually it could be proving himself in MLS with with the LA Galaxy. That could be a pathway, uh, you know, if he decides to go to. So uh, I I can see it both ways where maybe he does go to one more stop before and and gets that. But also I can see this being the stop that makes it happen. Of course, if Greg Vanny doesn't lead us to glory and everything runs swimmingly, he may need to look at, you know, Cincinnati or, or Charlotte and find some other, other places to go. Galaxy, Galaxy go undefeated. Galaxy go undefeated this year, right? That's how it is. 34. No. Yeah, that's right. 34. Makes makes it easy. Um, so we'll see, uh, we'll watch and see all the fun stuff that develops here. Um, yeah, I mean, it was funny because I think that it's been slow news, right? And obviously everybody's waiting for the big names. Yeah. And those big names aren't there. And I, I can understand the frustration. Um, but none of that really matters up to a certain point because the Galaxy have to start playing games. And these games are important, one, to get the team in shape, which is the most important thing. But two is to to create that chemistry and sort of start to figure things out. Um, when it comes to February 25th, they all start counting. And whether whether you want to downplay that as a big game, which I could understand wh- how you could say it's only one game, one thirty fourth of a seat, but it's points, it matters. And then you take, talk about the circus that will be involved around it. Yeah. Uh, it makes it matter even more, which is sometimes because it's such a big game, I worry less about the performance, uh, the, less about being ready for the performance because then you're asking guys to go out and play with just heart. Right. Like it's like yeah. this is this is less about well, tactics and more about heart in this game. Right. And it, I it, it goes back to those El Traficos all the time that, you know, the the form of the teams was so different. But it, it all it always came down to, you know, just <laughs> that that grit grit component and being able to to handle just the bright lights being on and all the eyes on you. So that's that's a different skill set sometimes than maybe what they're practicing. So maybe the hand holding and training uh, is going to set them up for success. There. It, clearly. Clearly, that's that's going to be the key. Uh, Greg talks about having to always keep it different. Keep it keeps that way. People don't get bored with the same stuff over yeah. and over again. Right. It's I mean, there's all there's a whole interesting thing to how you do this. I was I was listening to uh, it was funny. I was actually listening to a band conductor and he was talking about how he sort of sets up his rehearsals and he goes, listen, we want to work on something in the morning. He goes, it might be difficult. And he goes, that's OK. He goes, then we want to work on something in the afternoon. And then he goes, and then whenever we get to that, like to the end, he goes, everything should be building towards this crescendo of we get to put it all together now. 
right? And then whenever you do that, you're able to do that day after day. It's like, and every day that you end on being able to put stuff together, you're sort of like, we're building, like you're, we're having success. You're taking steps forward. I thought it was really interesting to sort of put that in a soccer context, which is work on something in the morning. And, and sometimes the galaxy doing, uh, you know, the doubles, the two a days right now. Right. So getting into that, but work on something in the morning, work on something in the afternoon, make sure it all comes together. So that way you then say, good, we got that. Let's Let's put that now. Let's build on that tomorrow, you know, and that yep. keeps, so keeps sort of doing it. So it's uh. it's why it always sticks out to me that when, when we first spoke with Greg Vanny, when he was hired, he mentioned kind of his pathway and how his uh, his parents were teachers or he has a parent who was a teacher. And that just it reminds me and to all our you know teachers who listen, this that's classroom management. It's, it has nothing to do with, you know, the X's and O's and what you're teaching. It's just managing the personalities that you have in front of them and then making sure <laughs> that, you know, it's chaos isn't breaking out and you're building, like you said, to that crescendo where it all goes right. So again, once he said that, I said, okay, he, he has some that if he has that feather right. in his cap that in his blood, then, then he's going to, you know, he's going to do well. There's, there's something in there that, you know, he knows how to do it. Just a reminder, February 11th, uh, the LA galaxy take on Austin FC at Coachella and then COG live right after this game, get your tickets at Coachella Valley invitational.com. Um, again, $45 for your standard ticket there. And then two ninety five for VIP, uh, children and seniors for the standard ticket are in at $30 a piece in those. All right. So a lot of fun stuff is coming up your way. February 11th will be a big day for us. Also for the LA galaxy as they sort of get that weekend crowd. I've been told right now, February 11th is their biggest day of selling tickets that might have something to do with the LA galaxy playing in that morning and it being on a weekend. It also could have something to do with LAFC playing in the game after the LA galaxy. And so there's going to be a lot of people from Southern California making the trek across the desert in order to get there and sort of hang out and watch their teams play. So um, we hope that you'll join us there on February 11th and come see us. Uh, Eric, anything else you want to talk about? Are we good? I I will just say there's are scrimmages and preseason games are about to start. So I would just like to warn you, these are preseason matches. Players are getting their minutes. The, let's not put too much stock into the results that you start to see uh, eke out of this. As much as I would love to see, you know, Jovalich has had a hat trick in, in 10 minutes in, right. this, in a scrimmage. I, hey, we're winning MLS Cup. <laughs> Maybe I, I'll, I'll pump the brakes there. It, it works in reverse too. So just Yovelich doesn't these score results. these all are training pre-season. sessions. Yes. Yeah. Okay. These are yeah. training sessions. So just I'm um, I'm putting that out there that we don't need to put all the stock into in the world into the performances we're going to hear about. I have no idea what you're talking about. We will overreact <laughs> to everything. All right, Eric. Uh, let's get out of here. Tell people where they can find you. Let's go. All right. As always, you can find me on everything at Hammer EV9. So that's X. Twitter, Instagram, threads, TikTok, all that fun stuff. So that's at Hammer, EV, and the number nine. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter and X, it's at Jay Guessman at Galaxy Podcasts. And head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com for all the fun information that you want to find over there. All of our podcasts, all that fun stuff. I have another article coming up from Catamount on that talking about PEC. So that should be out tomorrow at some time. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Enjoy it. Monday, we'll be back with Mr. Kevin the Panda Baxter, uh, who, by the way, if you were wondering, did survive so far those cuts at the LA Times. And so good for him and sad for all the other journalists there who have uh, who have lost those jobs. But uh, Kevin will be back on Monday and Kevin will be out there at the uh, February 11th for our live show as well. All right. I think that about does it for Mr. Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. I'm Josh Pato Guessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to our little corner of the galaxy. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. 
And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.